All right. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. I've already had two brewskis. Lovely. That's great. Maybe a little bit more animated than usual. Hmm. So might mean more editing for you turning my mic down because I'm already louder. (laughs) I can see it turning orange. So (laughs) we'll see what happens. But anyway, because I've already had a few brewskis, that leads us to our beer of the week. The Founders All Day IPA. This is not what I was drinking earlier, but it's what I'm going to drink now. It's called the All Day IPA. (laughs) Three beers. What? What? Because it is only four and a half percent, so you can drink them all day and only be a bit drunk. (laughs) What? To be fair. What? (laughs) Honestly, I I tweeted and deleted uh, last weekend when we had our fire because I drank approximately 10 beers. And mm. I woke up the next morning and I saw I, I had tweeted at some point late, 10 beers, what? 10 beers. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't think that needed to be on my uh, permanent Twitter record. So I deleted it. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to witness the world's number one wrestling podcast. Let me pod to you. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to Let Me Pod to You. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter at We Hate Jacob. I refuse to call it X. It's going to remain being called Twitter. I'm w- I'm here with my co-host Dimitri. Insightful as always. You can find him on Twitter at Dimitri Talks. Dimitri, how'd you feel about the wrestling this week? Uh, we briefly talked about it before the show, but it was a very not interesting week of wrestling. Felt like nothing really of note really happened. Just kind of coasting by it typically happens when we get close to pay-per-views but this was definitely glaringly like yeah <laughs> i had, yeah, to, I had it, to really try hard to get through raw <laughs> no it was rough like there there were four wrestling shows in between the last time we recorded and now there's nothing of note really yeah. which <laughs> we will come to in this podcast so thank you for being here listen to the whole thing anyway because uh there's some interesting stuff. Talk a bit of non-wrestling, but hey, what are you going to do? Uh, our format here is Dimitri's Top of the Mid, Headlines, Stock Rising, Stock Falling. These can be specific wrestlers, storylines, etc. to kick off conversation. But Dimitri, we have a, you know, a, an alum of the Top of the Mid that's back as a guest speaker. Yeah, sort of, kind of, you know. It's just, it's hard for me to keep him out of there, you know. He's, he's kicking ass. We're talking about Dom Mysterio here, if you couldn't tell. My man, Dirty Dom. <laughs> Used to be, like, undefeated when it comes to the top of the mid. Then I, you know, gave him a little graduation ceremony because he was hanging out in the main event scene. But here he is again, kind of hanging out in the mid card. Not a bad thing. He's doing a great job, actually. Um, one thing I wanted to mention here, I was I was sitting, sitting, uh, you know, doing my duties, uh, let's just say, in the bathroom, okay? Doing my duties in the bathroom. And, oh, uh, all right. yeah. Doing the things, you know what I'm saying? You're hanging out, having a good time, scrolling through Twitter. You know how you do when you sit <laughs> you on You sure Twitter. you want this on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be on the podcast. This is what we do as, as men, you know? We sit on Twitter. We scroll through Twitter. We go look at, uh, if you if you still got Bleacher Report, maybe you look at it. I don't look at it. But you just scroll, scroll, scroll. Maybe pop on a YouTube video. <laughs> some, some, you know what I'm saying? But I'm doing that, right? <laughs> Jacob, come on now. Don't act like you, you don't do it. You know you, you can tell it. you can tell that we don't have families yet. Like <laughs> we're just married. There's no kids that are like yep. knocking that door down. <laughs> nope, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling there, and uh, you know I'm doing my thing, watching YouTube, Twitter, and then I'm sitting there. I see something about wrestling. I see something about heels, and I'm sitting there thinking about Roman Reigns. I'm like, yeah, no, in the WWE, he definitely is right now the unquestioned 
number one heel in the business. But then when you look at the list, when you think about the heels in the WWE, who's the second biggest heel? It's Dom. It's got to be Dom. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I, I guess would've... I would say, I'd say it's like the Judgment Day as a whole. Yeah. But like yeah. Dom is the heeliest heel of that entire group. Yeah. He gets so much heat every week and it's just been so solid. I just can't believe he's uh, got to this point where, I mean, I legitimately feel like he's the second biggest heel in the company and he doesn't even have to do that much. Like he just put him in front of the crowd pretty much. Like, I I saw a video uh, this week, actually. I may have been doing what you were describing. And <laughs> <laughs> he was on some like radio show, and they were taking callers. And this guy called oh. in, and he was like, have you seen this video? Uh-huh. I'll see if I can find it and link it in the show notes. But <laughs> the, this guy, he's like, hey, my name's blah, blah, blah. Uh, I just want to, first of all, Dom, I want to say, like, it's really impressive to see, like, how far you've come from where you started. Because, like, honestly... I wasn't that into what was going on, but I'm really digging what it is. But uh, my my kid has a question, actually. So, like, then it's, like, kid voice. How's it feel to be Rhea's bitch? (laughs) (laughs) And Dom laughs so hard. And he's like, you know what? It feels great to be Rhea's B because I'm in this great position in the Judgment Day. And, like, I get to do all this stuff. I was like, this man just gets it. Like, he gets it. He gets it's a character. He gets what he's doing. I just sent in our little chat thing. Have you seen the wanted dirty Dom shirt oh, that's yeah, out there sick. now? Yeah. I want a Dominic Mysterio shirt. Me too, man. What the fuck is that about? What has happened? I don't know, man. Like it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's absolutely crazy. I'm glad you way. I'm glad you picked Dom for this because mm-hmm. he He deserves he, it. He definitely deserves it. He has the mid-card belt on NXT, and he's acting like it is Roman Reigns' universal WWE championship. Like and that's some great is... mid-card material. I fucking love this shit. It's so good. And I knew as soon as as soon as we talked about him possibly winning the title, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna need him to win that because he is talking some shit. I oh, knew yeah. this is where it was gonna go, and I love it so much. <laughs> it, it's it's really good. Um, and we're, we have a joint headline this week. We're going we're gonna to talk about what's coming up for SummerSlam so far. And mm. uh, I've got the card here. And the, the only other thing that I think will probably be made official on, uh, on Raw next week, on the Go Home show, will be Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez for the uh, Women's World Championship. Uh, we've got Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I'm honestly losing interest in this one. Yeah, they haven't carried it too well after the initial little spat they had. What? Ronda Rousey hasn't been able to carry a feud? <gasps> I'm shocked. I was really intrigued at the beginning. You know that. I, was I, too, I thought yeah. it was, uh, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. It seemed like they had good chemistry off the bat. I was like, okay. But no, nah, it really hasn't. The only thing that would really make me care about this is if they did, they brought out like the fight pit thing that they, that they sometimes do for the MMA people. Uh-huh. Like, I think they should. Yeah. They won't. Uh, Logan Paul and Ricochet. I don't care. Spot Fest. Spot Fest. That should be on SmackDown. Honestly, it should be on SmackDown. They're not going to put a Logan Paul match on SmackDown, though. They're paying too much money. No, they're not. (laughs) Uh, Cody Rhodes and Bork Laser. There's still no gimmick or stipulation, Mm. which I'm like... 
You know what? Okay. Did, did you like watch Raw in its entirety? This is a good question for you. I did. Okay. So I like watched it, but I like fast forwarded through some things because I was like, oh man, this is slow. So Cody came on the screen. God bless you, Cody. I said I'm a fan now. But he came on the screen and I was like, all right, bro, this promo is definitely going to be like, oh, I'm a fighter. Uh, oh, blah, blah, I fully tuned out of his of his uh, of his promo. <laughs> he was he was sucking and jerking and gluck gluck 9000 in Brock's dick for that entire promo. And I just did not care. Yeah. OK, so that's what I assumed would happen. I literally fast forwarded through it and I'm like, mm, probably didn't miss anything. <laughs> Sounds like I didn't miss anything. <laughs> no, I I did not care at all. Like he was doing the whole like. Brock Lesnar has been the dominant force in WWE since 2004. Brock Lesnar, he left WWE and in four fights in the UFC was a world champion. Brock Lesnar, he never played football. And within a one training camp, he was signed to, I don't know, was it the Vikings? Yeah, the Vikings. To the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> and then Brock Lesnar comes back to WWE after all of this and dominates for a second time. And Brock, I'm going to dominate you at SummerSlam. I was like, mm. okay. All right. All right. Cool. 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 cool, cool. <laughs> all right. That's pretty much what I imagined. And I just wanted to say, dude, you got his cadence down like a <laughs> sucking science, dude. That was good. Like, you got his cadence like. Down pat for real. I've watched a lot of Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, I I think a gimmick needs to be attached to this at this point. Like <laughs> I I don't like what is it like? Is like four F fives? Cody is the first person to kick out, and Cody cuts him. Like I I don't know. Uh, Not working for me. I I just want something to make it just. Spice it up. Put a little seasoning on this. You I'm know? sure it'll be a good match, you know? Yeah, it will be. Like, like I, this keeps happening with WWE pay-per-views. Like, I look at the card, and I'm like, meh. And then, like, the pay-per-view happens, and I'm like, holy shit, that was actually really good. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're, it's like they keep our expectations low so they can blow them out of the water. <laughs> it's like the opposite of what AEW does for their pay-per-views, where, like, the card oh is, like, stacked. And it's like, holy shit, these are going to be fucking bangers. And then, like, the first three matches, I'm like, I could have done without that. And then the, like, given Chris Jericho match, I'm like, why is this man on the pay-per-view? He's 96 <laughs> years old. When I think like, of <laughs> AEW uh, and expectations, I just think of Tony Khan going, I have a huge announcement next There will be no women on the card. <laughs> we'll get the there next later. Week, he's like, all right, my announcement was that I have a huge announcement <laughs> for next week. <laughs> That's what it feels like it is. But it's like. It's like, he's like this the whole time, though. I have a huge snowman. This is, you said it, not me. This is, this is an unhinged podcast. I'm so sorry, listener. I love it. This is great. Uh, all right. Intercontinental Championship, Gunther and Drew McIntyre. I think Gunther's going to retain. Uh, I'm really, I, I really have a fear that it's going to push Drew McIntyre to be with Riddle. Oh, please no. I think uh I think uh you're right, Gunther's gonna retain, but I do think Drew eventually is gonna get the belt off him. I think Drew's gonna be the guy when it comes down to it. But I don't think it's gonna be at this pay per view. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. It'll be that'll be a really good match. So that's one oh, of them that I'm like card and match, I'm like, yes, I want to see this. Mm-hmm. Uh Seth freaking Rollins and Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship. 
it storyline it makes sense i just don't really care i think at the end of the night no matter what seth rollins doesn't have the belt i don't know if finn wins it from him or if damian cashes in but i think that at the end of the night seth rollins does not have his belt i'd say that was a that is a good um thought to have i would probably agree with you I got some good fantasy booking later I'm going to share. I got all the notes on okay. my phone, so you have no yeah. idea what I'm going to say because I didn't oh. put it in the notes. Oh, hell yeah. What? Um, <laughs> women's Championship, Asuka, Bianca, Belair, and Charlotte Flair. I I don't know where that one's going to go. I think it'll be good, though. Um, we'll, we'll preview it a little bit more Asuka's got to next win. week. I think Asuka's got to win because, uh, first of all, Asuka's a, Asuka's a legend. Not that Charlotte isn't, but Asuka's a legend. Okay, and I definitely think they want eventually to have a uh, uh, EO and Asuka match. And I think mm. EO, I don't think EO is like a slimy, uh, maybe she is a slimy heel cashing because they did fake it like a billion times. But I do, I do think eventually it's going to end up with an Asuka and EO uh, rivalry. I think EO is more of a heel just based on the proximity to Bailey yes. and less what her character is or how Agreed. she's necessarily. Yeah, behaving. she doesn't seem very healy just alone, but because she's in damage control with Bailey and yeah. Bailey's always like, do this. She's like, All right, yeah, bet. But the main event, as always, is the Bloodline Cinematic Universe with mm-hmm. tribal combat confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to basically be a no rules, aka no holds barred, uh, kind of match. I think they're probably going to decorate the ring a little bit tribal, like it's going to be probably. like a tribal tattoo on the ring or something. <laughs> um, Roman is not just putting his title, but his tribal chiefhood on the line. I thought the segment on SmackDown was probably the most captivating part of wrestling this week. Um, it felt very real, felt very powerful. And honestly, like when Roman and Jay, like they shook hands and then put their heads together. I was like, oh, shit, this is like this is not just a match. This is like for control of the blood. Like that's when it really that's when it really hit me. But I'm I'm really interested in this match. It deserves to be the main event. It's they're going to call it a triple main event. It's not. It's that's the main event. Yeah, just bloodline shit, man. They're killing it every week. It feels like every like you said, is that was the most interesting, uh, captivating segment of the week. I feel like that is literally every week they do something. It's like, why did you see that bloodline segment? That was crazy. When Jay did X, Y, and Z, did you see what Roman said? Did you see? Did you yep. see how Solo reacted? Did you see that did funny see shit Paul's that Paul face? Heyman said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every week, it just it's great. Speaking of Paul Heyman, I I, I uh, don't remember where I saw it, but there was an article I saw this week that was like a fan post that was like, if Kenny Omega left uh, AEW for WWE, how would you fantasy book him? And it was like, I would keep Kenny Omega on ice until Roman loses and then takes time off so that Paul is also kind of in the wilderness needing a big strong guy to protect him and someone who can't talk to manage. And that's when I would bring Kenny out as a big outsider heel and have Paul talk his shit for Kenny and have Kenny get the belt at whatever the big pay-per-view is that comes up either the, the Roman's old belt or the, the new world heavyweight championship, whichever one and have him heal it up 
for like a year and basically have give him just feed him baby faces that want uh, to save the company from this outsider. I was like, that would be really cool. That would be a very, I think Paul Heyman would kill that too. Yeah. Outsider storylines specifically always for me seem to do pretty well, except for that one you were telling me about in AEW with, uh, you know, Paige and them or who? Soraya. Soraya, whatever. I never say your name right. The Brits are going to come. Call me a wrestling fan. God damn. (laughs) You don't watch AEW, so. (laughs) (laughs) I do follow her on Twitter, though. You would think I know how to say your name right. Sorry about it. That's all right. Uh, I mean, I think where they went wrong there is they literally called the group the Outsiders. Hey, hey, look at us. We're Outsiders. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's something. Um, But, yeah, main event's going to be good. Um, I feel like this is going to be a pretty short and sweet stocks rising. Oh yeah, I oh, wanted to bring going it back up, up who's, again. Who's who's going up first? The Judgment Day, whole gang. They're yep. just they're killing it. Uh, so I just wanted to bring it up again because I have this really great idea that I threw together. I started the wheels were turning today, like I said, and I was just sitting there fantasy booking dumb. So. This is a little much. This is definitely not what's going to happen because this is kind of crazy. All right. This is, this is, this is true fantasy, Dimitri fantasy booking, booking hat on. Okay. So I didn't realize it was a Panthers hat. You're damn right. See, this is, this is how you know I'm being unrealistic. (laughs) (laughs) Just wait till football season starts and you start dropping in your Bryce Young is going to win the MVP hot takes. This, Bryce Young is go the off Roman Reigns of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Sensational. If I were to fantasy book Dom, here's how I would do. Okay, so Finn first wins the belt off Seth. I think we, we agree that Seth is probably going to lose the belt. But in my story here, Finn loses the belt off Seth. Okay, Things go decently well a little bit for the Judgment Day. Okay, There's no cash-ins. There's okay, no, so that's what I was going to ask. Is Damien cash in on Finn? Not right away. There's no cash in. Everything seems good. Okay. Priest starts to grow impatient because Finn has the belt and he wants the belt. He can't go after Roman. He's not going to go after Roman. So eventually mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? We got to do something. So he enlists the help of Dom and he's like, hey, next pay per view, Finn has a match against whoever and we're going to make something happen. So. Next pay-per-view comes along. Guess what happens? Dom interferes. Okay. Whoops Finn's ass at the end of the match. Does his thing. Out comes Priest. Pin. You know, cashes in. Pin. Priest gets the title. Celebration between Dom, Priest, Rhea. Finn's pissed. Actually, Finn gets his ass beat. Like, mercilessly. And he's written off TV. Okay? No more Finn Mm. for a little bit. Mm. So. Where do we go from there? Well, in the following weeks, Priest is happy, happy as hell. Dom starts to brag. He's on TV every week. He's saying, I'm the real world heavyweight champion. I'm the reason he won that belt. Look at me. We're so good. And that annoys the shit out of Priest because Priest won the belt, not Dom. So Dom's is- out here bragging and bragging, doing his thing. That's real Real into his character. That's what he would do. Is Dom still holding the North American title at this time? 
I'm not sure. I haven't thought that deep yet. Okay, but fair, uh, enough. fair enough. Fair enough. This, this is this is this is this is my fantasy here. So that rubs priest the wrong way. Eventually, uh, obviously, they end up feuding, getting a little angry at each other, you know. And um, they decide to settle it with a match. Priest is like, "All right, you want to be champion so bad? Fine, I'll give you a match." They go out to have a contract signing, typical WWE fashion. Oh yeah, Priest and Dom. They're about to sign the contract. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, then during the contract signing, out comes Finn, the new baby face. Crowd goes wild because Finn's back and he wants a shot. Okay. He demands another opportunity. Out comes Adam Pierce, of course, makes it an official triple threat it match. It is official. Yeah. <laughs> We're making it an official triple threat match. Finn's got unsolved business. He lost the title unfairly. Dom wants his title shot because he feel like he won uh, Priest the title, and Priest is just fucking annoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get that triple threat match. During the match, whatever happens, Dom's getting his ass beat. There's only one way this can go. Dom wins the World Heavyweight Championship, not because he whipped anybody's ass, but because... The other two beat the shit out of each other. No, because Rhea saves the day for Dom and holds it down and wins him the title. Now Dom's champion, Rhea's champion, and the other two of the Judgment Day members are pissed. So that's a full breakup. But because it's a triple threat, there's no DQ if Rhea interferes, too. Mm-hmm. Anything will go. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. And then there's just a little little ending here. So where could that go? I think it could go a really inter- interesting place. After that uh, triple threat, you know, we get uh, Dom with the title. Dominic uh, Mysterio, main events. WrestleMania. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, obviously... Uh, <laughs> Finn and Priest are pissed. So Finn and Priest decide to put aside their differences and they want to beat the shit out of Dom. Where do we go from here? Rhea's first intergender match. Dom and Rhea versus Priest and Finn. Just to squash some beef. And who knows who wins that match? Probably the baby faces, which in that case would be Finn and uh, Priest. But that would be a Rhea would kick both of their asses. Oh, she would for sure. But I don't know if they'd win. No, Rhea would rip tie the shit out of both of them boys. How you, feel about fa- how you feel about my fantasy booking? Very good. Good Thank hat. You. Yeah, good hat. <laughs> That's some good shit. Hell yeah, Bob. <laughs> that was fun. I, I like where you went with that. Good shit. You know, hire me, WWE. <laughs> Dominic with the World Heavyweight Championship would be something else. I would love that. You already know I'm a fan of that. I know he, he's technically not ready, like, in ring-wise as a lot of other people are, but like shit, if you made him champion, the heat he would get. (laughs) I want to see it. I'm sorry. I want to see it. You could honestly book that all the way to a Ray Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, like match for the world heavyweight title. You could. Yeah, definitely. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Um, this is something I never thought I would say. Okay. Stock rising. Corey Graves. You never thought you'd say that? I like Corey no, Graves. I don't really care for Corey Graves in general. Oh, I think he's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I think he goes a little bit too much on the I'm the heel commentator kind of kind of thing. It's like 
okay I, it's it's like funny to a point like with the dominic mysterio stuff how he drives that point home of like oh yeah he was in prison <laughs> but like he's just so much of a heel commentator sometimes that like it just it's a little bit overboard and it's a little too much but he has been carrying the commentary on raw oh yeah kevin patrick you need to go backstage buddy i'm mm. really sorry pal i I've heard you commentate uh, the soccer on Apple TV for MLS. You're pretty good at that. You get your you get your emotions right on that. You don't have to manufacture it because it's you know you don't have to you don't have to act. Man, he's just not a lead commentator. He just doesn't have it. I just don't think he has. I feel the bad sauce. though because he seems like such a nice dude. Like he absolutely me, like, positive does. Vibes. Such good positive, positive vibes. vibes. Yeah. I if if I was WWE, I'd honestly be looking at swapping the the main commentator guy from NXT with Kevin Patrick. That guy is awesome. He hits his marks every single time. Like when I watch NXT, I'm ex- I'm actually interested in what I'm seeing because of that commentator he mm. makes me interested in what's happening he knows exactly what's going on he can call the moves he can call the shots he knows what's happening anyway this is a stock rising Corey graves that is stock falling kevin patrick uh <laughs> cory graves ludwig kaiser impression was amazing i'm gonna have to it's... go back and listen to it because i didn't even catch you it. didn't listen to it i didn't catch it <laughs> I'm gonna have to catch it. Oh though. my god. Ludwig <laughs> Kaiser had a match with Drew McIntyre on Raw, and Corey Graves is like, We need to start sticking up for Ludwig Kaiser. And you know what? If he was on commentary right now, here's what he'd be saying I am Ludwig Kaiser, and I work <laughs> at the behest of the Ring Ganara Gunta, and we are going to chop. Some chess. Hey. <laughs> but he does it for like five minutes. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. I have a link. It will be in the show notes if you missed it like Dimitri. But it was so funny. Like I, the last hour of Raw I watched the next day. And so that was like one of the first bits that like kind of was on that last hour of Raw. And that started happening. I was like, What? what so i i rewound it started up and i was like Corey graves is doing this right now that's all right i'm not mad about it it was really fun so props to Corey graves thank you for doing something to try to make raw interesting let me uh you were talking about Corey graves i was just thinking about this Corey graves moment from a couple months ago it was fucking hilarious. So do you remember when Rhea Ripley reposted something on Instagram and it was a picture of a fan had of her, except there was a white substance all over the picture? Did you did you ever see that? I did not see that. Okay. It was a white liquid substance, to be clear. Lotion. Yeah, yeah lotion. <laughs> we'll say that. Okay. So clearly this guy was up to something mischievous and Rhea didn't notice at first she did delete it afterwards but she like reposted it on ig in her stories okay i was gonna say like what the, what's she doing yeah so she reposted it kind of embarrassing but kind of like ooh, whoever did that's nasty. nasty but anyways this is just a really funny moment that happened on raw uh Rhea's coming out and out of nowhere Corey graves goes hey kevin i saw that weird picture you you sent Rhea on instagram she reposted it <laughs> No! He's like, what's that about? 
which is really That's... funny because oh, if you know, you know. But like, oh <laughs> my god! Yeah, it's really funny, man. <laughs> Corey, uh, Corey of- just every now and then he has just something that's like crazy, like out of left field that you're like, Brad, did you just say that? I mean, he's definitely plugged into what's happening. Yeah, that's just hilarious, man. Oh my goodness. No, I did not I did not see or catch any of that. I was probably like, why is he what is he going on about right now? Yeah, wh- that's what picture? so funny. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if you caught this on Raw this week. But there was someone who was holding a sign in like floor seating that said diarrhea Ripley. And it was oh, right on around. the left side of the camera while Rhea was cutting a promo. Oh, damn. It was right like her, her head <laughs> right here. Diarrhea Ripley. And I was That's like, perfect. Diabolical. Diabolical. <laughs> anyway, uh, who else is going up? Oh, the. Uh... The LA night train doesn't stop, y'all. Okay. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to make it stop. People on the internet, you know, wrestling community gets so mad when something doesn't happen right away. I love, I love LA night. Let's not worry about this. All right. The train doesn't mm-hmm. stop. He's still just as hot as he was before. It, it, he doesn't have to get everything all at once. It's okay. You know, I know he's limited on time, you know, but like Bobby Lashley got, Bobby Lashley got to shine like mad late into his career. Okay, it can happen. It's fine. Let it be. We still love LA Knight. I just wanted this to be like a public service announcement that the LA Knight train obviously hasn't stopped. He's obviously still hot. Let Triple H cook and do his thing. We'll get it eventually. Let it let it play let's, out. Let's dive into this a, a little bit too. So, yeah. I was very disappointed um, on SmackDown when LA Knight did not win that match. I was convinced he would, right. which is why he wouldn't win it. Like, mm-hmm. that's why exactly. you do this. You swerve. For, exactly. And, like, it, there's something about giving the fans, the crowd, what they want to see. But there's also about writing a good story. Exactly. And I think maybe we talked about this a few weeks ago. Uh, the the rumor of an LWO split or turning Santos Escobar heel. And that's interesting. Yes. So this week on SmackDown, we're going to have Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio one-on-one for the shot at Austin Theory's United States title. If Santos Escobar wins, where does that leave Rey Mysterio? Is he still happy, you know, mentoring this group? Probably because he's, you know, seeing his men- his mentee, you know, getting the places he wants to get get him to go. If Rey Mysterio wins, is Santos Escobar still going to be so like, I'm so happy to learn under Ray. I'm so happy we have him. It's so good to have a Lucha legend, you know, working with us. Or is that going to be the jumping off point of Ray? You're not doing anything for me. You're not getting me where I wanted to be. We linked up because I thought I could learn from you. And I thought I could get where I'm, where I'm supposed to be. I am the God of Lucha Libre. What are you doing for me? And I think that can be an interesting storyline, whether or not Rey Mysterio or Santos Escobar wins the United States title. Do you want to continue to have Santos as a babyface, continue to have the LWO as a faction of babyfaces, or is it time to turn them heel? Is it time to start a program with Rey and Santos for control of the LWO, for the heart of the LWO? 
or is it just going to be same old, same old? I think there's some interesting stuff that can happen with this with this booking decision outside of, yes, LA Knight should be winning the United States title. Absolutely, totally agree. You know, uh, everything happens for a reason, especially in WWE. Things don't just happen oh, yeah. randomly unless, unless Vince McMahon's around. Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes people pop up and random things happen. Uh, but for the most part, there's a plan and there's something in place. There's a story we're trying to get to. There's an angle we're trying to get to. There's a relationship we're trying to further or crumble, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't like to get too worried about like, obviously I'm a big LA Knight fan. I don't like to get too worried about like him taking an L because like you said, we got all this other stuff going on. We got these interesting things going on with these other wrestlers. That's a great storyline in itself. LA Knight will get his time. And who knows? LA Knight could come back around and win the U.S. title later. It's it's fine. <laughs> We're golden. The other thing that I'm keeping in mind with this, the United States title is not going to be on SummerSlam. It's not going to be on the pay-per-view. It's oh, yeah. going That match is going to be on SmackDown the night before. Good point. And would you really want LA Knight to win the title on a On a on SmackDown? A Smackdown? I'd be happy as the title, but like I want to see him. I want to see him get his flowers on the pay per view. Yeah, what is one month after SummerSlam? Payback. Mm. There's another pay per view four weeks after SummerSlam. If Austin Theory retains on SmackDown, LA Knight, he's gonna say, "I'm front of the line. I've been LA Knight. Yeah, (laughs) this crowd wants LA Knight to have this title." Like he's gonna come out and cut a promo on that following SmackDown after SummerSlam, and he's going to demand that it's his title shot. Imagine and how much he, everybody's gonna want him to have his shot, especially when he's out there talking about how he deserves his shot and nobody's giving him like the right opportunity. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. This gives you that chance to turn him babyface. Like everyone's working against me. I'm not getting my shot. I've worked hard. I've done what I'm supposed to do. And then you have the LA Knight work that program with Theory into Payback. And there's a pay-per-view that you can put the United States title on. Roman's not wrestling on Payback. That's not happening. Kevin Owens Owens has a cracked rib. He's going to be out for four weeks. He's probably not going to be ready by Payback. Like, there's room on that card. That's the card to do it on. That's where I'm at at this point. I would agree, and I just gotta say, this is a great fantasy booking episode, man. It, we it are really just putting is. together some shit. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's the title this week. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, I am excited for wrestling where they're not wrestling. This Sunday on Celebrity Family Feud, we have the WWE men versus the WWE women. The teams are the New Day, including Big E. Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler versus Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, Bailey, and Natalia. This Bro. is going to be heaps of fun. Yeah, definitely. We haven't seen some of those people in so long. I know, right? <laughs> like, I'm I miss Alexa Bliss. I Me miss too. Big E. Like oh, Dolph Ziggler, like, he's actually very funny. Like, he's I a very Dolph, funny bro. dude. I'm a big so, Dolph Ziggler fan. Like I'm, I'm very interested in like Becky and Seth being on opposite sides. They're probably going to line them up. Have, do you, are you familiar with Family Feud? Are you familiar with the game? Relatively. Okay, so I, I bet they're going to put um, Seth and Becky in the same kind of slot on the podiums, so that when there's like a face off at the front for like the mm-hmm. first thing, 
they're going to be against each other. They're definitely going to do that because that's money. <laughs> is money. Bailey is Bailey going to be in character? Is she going to call uh, Steve Harvey an idiot? Like, I hope so. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it's going to be really fun. <laughs> I'm so excited to this to the point that I went on my YouTube TV and I set it to record because <laughs> I really want to watch this. Hell yeah. I actually might watch it too. You might you might have me uh, pop it in my YouTube TV real quick. <laughs> Get that shit recorded. It just looks fun. I'm just, I'm really, I'm really into it. I like seeing these people doing things outside of wrestling. Like, again, this week, I saw a clip from uh, when uh, Xavier Woods had his show on G4. And he was like saying, like, the first round is going to be trivia. The second round is going to be something else. And the third round is going to be throwing strange objects into big holes. And Seth and Becky were both on it. And Seth goes, you can see him in the background go, well, I'll be good at that. I've, I've got some experience at that one. And Becky loses it laughing. <laughs> like, absolutely loses it. Like, I love them together. Like, anytime I've seen them do, oh, like, great. promotional material, interviews together, they, like... I love love, so I love them together. Like it's it's very good, good Hell stuff. Hell yeah, wife guys, big wife guys, wife guys, stand up. <laughs> and wife guys are not stocks falling. We're always no. stocks rising. Damn right. Um, but Dimitri, whose stock is going down? Uh, so you know, you sent me that little uh, street profits uh, article talking about how uh, they. That was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, they may be interested in like a change and that, like you know uh wwe may have like fumbled him a bit over the past year interesting interesting thoughts here uh i didn't even really think about it that much before i read the article because i I do love the street profits um but i didn't notice that they haven't been like utilized that much until i read the article and i was like "Hmm." i i didn't notice that it had been like in their opinion since SummerSlam last year yeah because they were in that weird fatal four way that didn't mean anything, that fatal four way tag team match on at WrestleMania. I don't even remember off top. Who was who else was in it? Uh Ricochet and the big bald guy. Uh, yeah. Braun Strowman. Viking Raiders, maybe? Uh, who knows? Doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. Um It it literally didn't. Yeah, very interesting. Um, it's weird that they haven't been utilized that much. I understand, like, maybe they might not have anything creatively for them. But, like, watching Montez do that flip outside the ring, like, when he jumps and front flips over the ropes, that shit's crazy. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, Angelo is making some major strides. Um, they're just, I think they're just great TV. It's very strange that they haven't been, like, featured more prominently. And we've seen more of, like... I don't know, the Viking Raiders? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Very strange. Um, so they are on SmackDown now, which is yeah. definitely part of that. And I think SmackDown's tag team division is a little bit weaker. Like, it's basically been... Um, yes, boy! Mm-hmm. I can't remember their name. What's her name? Pretty Deadly. Yes. It's been, it's been basically Pretty Deadly having a program with... Uh, the Brawling Brutes. With the Brawling Brutes. And those are like the two tag teams that are on SmackDown. And yep. then you'll have the occasional Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens showing up. But yeah, why why aren't the Street Profits involved? Is it because they're not in a faction and Triple H only likes factions? 
maybe uh, who knows maybe they were trying to maybe they were trying to give them like a hard reset to where we don't mm. feature them very often and then they like the article was talking about maybe come back different character kind of different attitude that works sometimes when you take a long time off and then you come back kind of refreshed as like a different uh so essentially like a different person you know different persona different different take on things kind of maybe we'll dive into this a little bit more next week but kind of looking back at the that triple threat for the women's title on smackdown um with bianca belair if she doesn't come out with it and if bobby lashley is putting together like a new hurt business and he's recruiting the street profits and they're going to be a heel group i would be really interested in seeing heel bianca belair with heel street profits and big bad heel bobby lashley yeah, that'd be good. I shit. think that would be really interesting for for SmackDown in general, and I, who knows where the Bloodline story is going to go? But like Bobby and Roman, I could see a program there too. It, it, there's definitely some some room. Um, that Fatal Four Way Showcase was the Street Profits, the Alpha Academy, uh, thank you, <laughs> Viking Raiders. And Ricochet and Braun Strowman, aka Big Bald, Little Bald, aka Two Bald, Two Furious. Interesting. And nothing. It was a nothing match. The, it was still <laughs> light out during it, so it was uh, early in the card. Those always look funny when it's light out and it's an outside I, it's show. It's really awkward. Yeah, it doesn't look I, great. It, like the lighting, it's just weird. I don't know. Like um, when Edge and Finn Balor had their. And then came out with the big ass like mask and shit and all that. Yeah. And like, I kept thinking the whole time, this would look so much better if it was dark. Yeah, absolutely. If it was pitch black in the arena and then you have like the pyro and edge coming out through the floor. Like that would have been been so much cooler. So good. Yeah. (laughs) It was still really cool, but it would have definitely been cooler. This is what you get for going to the West coast. WWE idiots. Idiots. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) All right. Uh, this is a this is a short week this week because the wrestling kind of sucked. But uh, last stock falling, AEW's booking of the women's division. Big old yikes! We're coming back around to is Tony Khan afraid of women? More at eight. <laughs> um, Dynamite last week had a women's match before Blood and Guts with Britt Baker and some enhancement hat talent in Boston. That was a less than five minute squash match on television. Wow. A lot of people were really upset, understandably, that you couldn't even book a real women's match for a premiere episode of Dynamite, Blood and Guts, where you're going to get lots of people tuning in. And you book a five minute squash for Britt Baker against Enhancement? Okay. Strange. Dynamite this week. Um, well, after Collision, uh, Taya Valkyrie, the current AAA women's uh, champion, um, had a match with uh, Sky Blue, who, by the way, Sky Blue is coming for Gigi Dolan's uh, title, by the way, doing tree. <laughs> <laughs> Should start watching AEW. Um, <laughs> so Taya, after the match, and I always hate these promos that happen after a match happens because, like, the wrestlers are out of breath and they're like, <sighs> Britt Baker. And it's one of those kind of things. I hate it. It's so uncomfortable. Um, but she called out Britt and was like, I w- I'm challenging you. Cause I'm trying to get back to the top of the food chain. 
Um, and I challenge you on dynamite. See if you can beat someone who's not enhancement. And Ty Valkyrie's got a nine and five record since she showed up in AEW doing some stuff. All of those wins are against nobody who has held a title. All of her losses are against former uh, world champions or current title holders. So she is in the uh, Drew McIntyre washing machine of good challenger, can't finish it. I know you don't agree with me. It's okay. Um, so I was Brit sitting there, and, sitting in there, and I know like, you're like you're like. <laughs> God damn it! So, <laughs> I picked the wrong person to put. Leave in him alone for you. <laughs> you love your hairy man. Damn right. Uh, but this week, so on Dynamite, Britt and Taya had a match that was about nine minutes, and it was basically a. Do all of your moves. Okay, all of the moves were done. Britt hits her submission finisher. Taya taps. <laughs> Only women's match of the night. Nine wow. minutes of a two-hour wow. show. Right after it finished, the camera lingered on a sign in the crowd that said, book the women's division better. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> it was definitely like a direction like, when the match ends, give us some crowd reaction shot. Mm. Crowd didn't care, and we got this uh, book the women's division better sign. Wow, and I agree. Poetic. Like, you've got, this, you've got this very strong women's division, and if it were booked properly, you could definitely rival WWE in what you do in terms of booking women. They've built it up so much better, because when it first started, the women's division in AEW was basically non-existent. It was so garbage. But and it's, you've got it's good so now. much talent. There's a lot of talent there, yeah. Like, I, I get you're not going to have your women's world title uh, on TV every week with a match. But your women's world title holder should at least be showing up on TV every week. There shouldn't be between your five hours of television, the same that WWE has in terms of, you know, their, your top end of your brand. Your women's world title holder should be showing up at least once. WWE gets both of their women's title holders on each of their shows every week. It's not that hard, Tony Khan. You have two women's titles. You have a top card and a mid card. And you're getting one of them a week on TV. It's not good enough. Damn it. Damn it, snowman. Damn it, snowman. What are you doing, man? He's just obsessed with booking like similar matches, honestly. Like the last three weeks on Dynamite, we've had some form of Darby Allen and Swerve Strickland and Darby's son, who is Sting's grandson. Um, I can't remember the kid's name, he's 18. Um, and then like Swerve is now like stealing some of Darby's friend. It's just been like rebooking and rebooking and rebooking and rebooking and rebooking and rebooking. I hate when wrestling feels like that. Until you get to a pay-per-view where then they're going to have their blow-off there, but we're another month away from the pay-per-view, so we're going to rebook and rebook and rebook and rebook (laughs) until we get to that pay-per-view. And, like, (laughs) it's not interesting! Uh, Yuck. It's been a bad week. And this has been a great podcast. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Just kidding. Dimitri, do you have any other thoughts after this week of wrestling? Uh, so we we've been on the the fantasy book booking topic, and I thought of one that I I've seen on the interwebs a little bit. Speaking of LA Knight, 
Um, I don't know if it's like a rumor or like if it's just something people want, but I've seen some interest in like uh, another Stone Cold return match versus LA Knight. And even if it's not a match, even if it's just like a promo with LA Knight, what? that would do so many numbers because you would absolutely get the yeah what what yeah what 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 (laughs) and that is gold right there bro that is absolute gold you'd get the crowd doing it and those two doing it all you need them is standing in the room ring saying yeah and what and like that would do dumb numbers wrestling that's gonna that's gonna be a wrestlemania (laughs) moment baby yeah what yeah what what <laughs> that would be ridiculous so can you I, imagine if la knight came out in jean shorts and two knee braces too? oh my god <laughs> la knight could pull it off too i can like stone cold coming out that would be hilarious <laughs> i can just imagine his face right now when he grabs the mic like <laughs> oh, oh shit. my god that would be so good yeah yeah WWE, this, this... Get a, give me a give me a la night stone cold segment please that would be yeah. good as fuck. This is the fantasy booking episode. We're booking better than the big boys. Thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok and the YouTubes and the threads and wherever you find your social media content at let me pod to ya. You can follow Dimitri at Dimitri talks. You can find me if you want at We hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. Please give us a review on your chosen plot podcast platform. Like comment, subscribe on the YouTubes. If you leave us a review, we'll read it if we can find it. Have a great week, everybody. I hope it's better than the wrestling.